Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who is that? Good morning. Good morning, Yvonne. How are you this morning? I Great, great. God is good all the time. You have a blessing, awesome day, okay? Okay. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. How good. are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How, how are you doing? I'm doing well, too. Your brother made it safely? Yes, he did. He's home now and at work already in Virginia. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. You have a safe day. You too, and thank you for all the prayers for my brother. Oh, you're quite welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Happy Tuesday. Good morning, Prosperous Pam. Happy Tuesday to you. How are you? I'm doing wonderful and blessed. How about you? I am great. I'm great. You have a great day. You too. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Truman and the Finisher. I'm the greeter this morning. Anyone else on the call would like to say good morning? Good morning, Charlena. Good morning, family. It's Dondria. Good morning, Dondria. How are you? All is well. Thank you. Great, great. You have a great day. You too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Truman in the Finisher. I'm a greeter this morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Sharon from Hayward. Good morning. How are you? I'm great in yourself. I am great too. Thanks for calling in this morning. You have a great day. Thanks, you too. Thanks. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Truman and the Finisher. I'm a greeter this morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? Do we have... Go ahead. Is there any first-time callers? This is Cynthia. Good morning, Cynthia. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. Tired? Tired? Yeah, I was tired yesterday. I missed. I got in at the end of a little bit, but uh, I made it today. Okay, I'm glad you did. I speak energy to you. Thank you. You have a great day. You too. Anyone else like to say good morning? 
Good morning, Tarina. It's Rochelle. Happy Tuesday. Triumphant Tuesday. Happy Triumphant Tuesday, Rochelle. How are you doing this morning? I'm blessed. Declaring victory. Great. That's awesome. That's awesome. You have an awesome day. You too. Thanks. Anyone else? Good morning, it's Chantel. Good morning, Chantel. How are you? I'm up. I'm highly favored. Great, great. Thanks for calling in this morning. You have a great and awesome day. Thank you. Y'all always help me to have that day. Oh, that's great. Good to hear. Anyone else like to say good morning? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and get started this morning. Before we move forward, we'd ask you to mute your line so that we can see. Please check your phone to make sure your phone is on mute. Hello, my name is Tarina the Finisher, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to continue joining us throughout the month of October, where the monthly theme is Access and Authority. Our wonderful and gifted Claire's will definitely bless you, and you do not want to miss out on what God has in store for you. There are two announcements today. First, please join us for TNT Bible Study with Pastor LaBelle Jones tonight, right here on the call from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Next, we encourage you to partner with Declare Victory and give an effort to share the gospel, both locally and abroad. You can do so by visiting declarevictory.org, paypal.me forward slash declarevictory, or a cash app, dollar sign, I Declare Victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There is no prayer request from the app. The order of the call is Prayer and Corporate Praise, Barbara, Declaration, Didi. Then we go right in closing comments, hosted by Declare. I repeat, Prayer and Corporate Praise, Barbara, Declaration, Didi. Then we go right into closing comments, hosted by Declare, Didi. The scripture for today is Romans 5:11. And not only this, but we also exalt in God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have now received the reconciliation. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and the doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until we start to come off mute. I now pass the call over to the prayer warrior, Barbara. Have a blessed and safe day, everyone. Morning, Heavenly Father. I come this morning, Lord. Thanking you, Father, for allowing us to wake up and see another day, Lord. I come this morning thanking you for who you are, Lord Jesus. I thank you for declaring victory, Lord. I thank you for um, us taking the first part of our day to acknowledge you, Lord, and to realize that we're only here because of you, Lord. Lord, I could say thank you a thousand times. But it wouldn't be enough, Father, 
Father, I ask that as we go about our day today, Lord, be with us, Father. Help us to um, be who you want us to be, Lord. Continue to teach us your word, Lord, your will. Continue to teach us and help us to learn how to be what you want us to be, Lord. Your will be done in our lives, not ours. Father, I lift up any prayer requests that were made this morning, Lord Jesus. Asking you, Father, to heal those that need to be healed, Lord. Comfort those that need to be comforted, Lord. Lord, I thank you for our uh, first responders, Lord Jesus. I lift them up to you, Lord. I lift up our our president this morning, Lord. Asking you, Father, to touch him in a special way, Lord Jesus. I lift his family up to you, Lord. I lift up our mayors, our governors, all of our city workers to you, Lord. I lift up our pastors to you, Lord, thanking you for our pastors that are spreading your word, Lord Jesus, and teaching us how to spread your word, Lord Jesus. Lord, I come this morning with a humble heart, asking you, Father, to um, continue to heal those that have this COVID-19, Lord Jesus. Father, I'm so glad that you're in control of all things, Lord. And during this time, you're reminding us of that, Lord, that we need to look to you for everything, Lord, not some things and not maybe, but everything, Father. We need to be obedient to your word, Lord Jesus. No matter whether we understand or no matter whether we agree with it or not, we need to realize that you are our source. You are our Savior. You are our Lord, Jesus. Father, I pray this morning for those that are out and about and don't have anywhere to stay, Lord Jesus. Ask that those that are hungry that you help us feed them, Lord Jesus. Father, I lift up our speaker this morning to you, Lord. Thanking you for her, Father. Continue to put a hedge around her, Lord. Touch it from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord Jesus. I thank you for her, Lord. Have her speak a word that we all need. There's something that she's going to say this morning that's going to help somebody, Lord Jesus. I thank you for those newcomers that we have, Lord Jesus. Asking you, Father, to just just keep calling. Because there's nothing that's going to be said that's going to help you in your walk. Sometimes this walk's not easy. But as long as we keep our hand in your hand, we're going to get through these things that we're going through, Lord. Lord, I'm just so thankful this morning. Just so thankful. Thank you for this triumphant Tuesday, Lord Jesus. Somebody didn't wake up last night, Lord, but you touched us this morning with your healing hand, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just ask everyone to take your phones off of mute and praise the Lord as never before. 
Hallelujah. Oh, God. Hallelujah. We have God's assurance that he is just satisfied with us because of Christ's sacrifice on the cross. When you consider the cross, you just know that we have been made a new creation and positioned in him so that when God looks at us, he sees us clothed in Christ's righteousness. So let us never, ever, ever forget the price that was paid in order for us to be reconciled back to God. And let us continue to boast about God through our Lord Jesus Christ, for he alone is so worthy of our honor and our praise. Again, thank you, Ms. Barbara. Thank you for just ushering us in. Tarina, for greeting and hosting. You do that with so much warmth and love, and I'm just so blessed to be here this morning. Thank you, God, just for a new day. Y'all, um, I'm still feeling uh, Letitia's beautiful, sweet, sweet, refreshing word from yesterday. Oh, she just came from her heart. I hear some background noise, so if you can and will, please, please, please check your mute ministry right now. Stop what you're doing and just take a minute to make sure that you're muted, if you would do that. This is Dee Dee. Um, Barbara, can you tell me? Can you hear me clearly? Yes, ma'am. Thank you, sweetie. So, again, good morning, y'all, and welcome to Triumphant Tuesday. I'm not sure some people on the call may not know me, and that's fine. I am the Elder. I've been a part of this amazing call probably since the onset, almost seven years, and I am a victor. I declare victory. I also host the Friday Night Live call along with Deborah, better known as Bubbly, and that amazing Diane Truth Be Told Templeton. And we have a regular crew that just joins mostly every Friday night, and it's just an amazing call. It's nothing like the morning call at all, but it's been a blessing. It's more like therapy, if you would. So if you haven't had a chance to, to stop on by, stop on by. You may just be blessed. But this morning, I'm going to tell y'all, I'm so honored, I'm humble, and I'm nervous. That's just being real. Because it's a whole different vibe on the morning call. Because for real, real, y'all be up on here saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled. Some of y'all shined be so lit. <laughs> However, I've learned one thing. When Moni tells you that she needs you to share, we know, those of us that know, you have not an option. You cannot say no. You just got to show up. Amen, amen. But what I'm going to do is just give you what God gave me. Barbara, I sure needed that prayer. Thank you for covering me. I love you so much. Um, on today in my nourishing Keisha voice, um, you guys know that I'm really not that that deep. I'm not a uh, – um, I didn't go to seminary school or anything like that. I just really love the Lord. Um, again, I'm going to just give you – what I have, because that's how I was created. And I may be a little bit much for some of y'all at 6 a.m., because I know my husband say uh, he needs to deal with me a little bit after 8. <laughs> but that's okay. I've learned to stop apologizing for my level of, of turned up, because, listen, I'm getting ready to be 53 in 14 days. Hallelujah. I'm about to start celebrating now, and that's also going to be our eighth wedding anniversary, y'all. How about that? That's a lot of grace and mercy. Who Jesus, tell you real quick a little bit of history. So I married my husband. We've met uh, as little youngsters running around the different church functions. And you, some of you people that are real Richmondites, y'all know that back in the day, churches did a lot of socializing. You know, the choir would go 
sing out and a pastor would preach at different churches. And so my husband's a pilgrim rest baby. I'm from Davis Chapel, CME. Holla. Okay. But anyway, and we were both uh, part of Richmond Stiller Pop Warner back in the 80s. So it's just amazing to me how God connected us um, in this season. So I am born, excuse me, I was born as Demetriana Garganian. That's it. Demetriana Garganian. I don't have a middle name. I sure didn't need one because that's 21 letters. And that's really what my mama put on that birth certificate. That was so disrespectful. Anyway, born at Richmond Hospital in 67. Now, y'all know I'm real Richmond because that hospital is not even a hospital no more. Um, just wanted to give you a little uh, bit about me and who I am. So, again, before I share, I want you to take a minute. I was on a Zoom call the other day, and the way that call flowed, I, I tell you, not one time did the facilitator have to say, please mute? It just was eloquently done. Um, because what happens when you have to con constantly say, please mute, it's a distraction. And there's people, you guys are up early. We all get up early to get on an amazing, life-changing call. And especially for those who declare and pray and all that, it's a distraction. And we won't give the enemy anything extra to add, right? his already destructive tale. So please, ma'am and sir, just govern yourselves accordingly. Kind of um, picture like being at church, at a church service. You know pastor would not want to have to keep telling y'all to be quiet or the usher come pinch you because you're talking. <laughs> Amen. So before I start, I just want to again say thank you guys for having me. Thank you for listening this morning. Um, and I'm going to share what I have. So, Father, I thank you. Lord, I just thank you for this new day. I thank you just for your goodness and your grace, God. I thank you that even while we were still sinners, you sent Jesus to die on the cross for us so that by faith in his blood shed, we are reconciled to you, forgiven of our sins, and we've been promised daily deliverance from sins and million over our lives. So for that, I just give you praise this morning for this new day. We can just rest and know that because of your grace and mercy, we are here. I thank you, God, and I thank you that your thoughts are not our thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. That's what your word says in Isaiah 55 and 8. And I'm going to share that this morning a little bit. So um, has anyone ever gave access of your mind to the enemy? Let me tell you what I'm talking about. Some of y'all know my story. Some of y'all know that for 27 years, I gave the enemy full access to torment my mind. And especially at night. And if you've never had night tor torment, I don't wish that on my worst enemy. See, I don't know any woman that just go to the hospital to deliver a baby and leave the hospital without the baby and and not have a mind battle, not have a attack in her mind because just imagine how painful it was. 18 years old, birthing a baby, the process is hell enough, but to deliver a beautiful baby boy who didn't even get a chance to take his first breath was really enough to make me lose my entire mind. And if I'm being honest this morning, I know, I know PTSD, post-traumatic stress, for years affected me. And I still have a little bit of it. I, I know I do. And that's kind of why I wanted to share this morning. I read where in the American Heritage Dictionary defines access as the means of approaching, entering, exiting, or making use of, or the right to approach 
enter, exit, or make use of. Grant means to consent to the fulfillment of or to accord as a favor, prerogative, or privilege. In essence, those two words tell me that we give consent or privilege to enter, exit, or make some things or places that haven't been allowed to previously. Access granted. So what is true about you as you listen to me share? Have you ever given access of your thoughts to the enemy? And let me also ask you this. Do you trust your brain? Do you trust that whatever is in your brain is what is real? And if you are saying yes right now, then guess what? You have just given authority to anything that has ever been said to you to define who you are. I read that your brain is regurgitating those lies which have been spoken over your life. And some of us still believe the lies that were spoken over us, about us, or to us in our childhood, especially where there was trauma, and trauma has triggers. We may have not yet tapped into the access granted to take authority over our thoughts. When you give your brain this authority, you are allowing those lies to become true. Stop living a lie. Be who God created you to be. And for some of us, 2020 has may have caused a regression. Again, I said trauma triggers are real. With so much death, so much despair, so much uncertainty, now is really a good time for us to stop and hit that control-alt-delete on your trauma thoughts. Set your thoughts on God's promise of who he created you to be. Over in Psalms 139, and if anybody on this line listening have never read Psalms, just start and read Psalms. Read through Psalms. Psalms 139 says, well, it talks about, um, we see it's one of the greatest passages in all the literature about the miracle of human conception and birth. David declares that God is present at conception and birth because we are made in the image of God. And he has a special plan and purpose for each person who is born. So that means we shouldn't just show up looking the part or show up speaking that the part or, you know, show up presenting ourselves as how the world thinks we should because it's not an audition. You have to be authentically you. Show up being who God says you are. When you give your brain authority, you are allowing lies that were told to you to become true when they never were. Because your brain just regurgitated lies. And no wonder it's been so hard to imagine being the truth that God says you are. Some of us don't know who we are now. For most of us, a lot of us, it's hard to undo some of that old stuff. The foul lies that maybe some old relatives spoke about you. Because really, some of us come from generational lies and secrets. I'm so grateful for Dion and how she's always teaching us how we have to unlearn some things. And that's true. I, I'm not, I don't care what Big Mama or Big Daddy said. If it was a lie, it's a lie. Have you ever, ever, ever had someone speak a lie about you or over you? I'm sure most of us have, if we be honest. As well as we have said some lies over others, maybe accidentally. Or we didn't know it was a lie or on purpose. Genesis 26 talks about the famine. Isaac told the king that Rebekah was his sister. Y'all remember that? And all I kept thinking was sins of a father. And y'all know I've shared a declaration about my dad. You see, Abraham had done that very same thing to the very same guy. 
The king looked out the window and saw them caressing, right? And then that's why he knew it was a lie. Why did you lie, he said. Someone could have slept with your wife. See how one little lie could lead to a whole destruction? Then to go a bit further, what did Isaac's son do? Jacob deceived him, lied to him, passing on the sins of the father to the next generation. Jacob's sons lied to Jacob about Joseph. And then Tamar lied to Judah about who she was. When do lies end? So look, maybe some mean, old, bitter, angry, jealous church folk, and I'm talking about my situation, spoke a word and it penetrated your mind as a child. And so you've grown up believing the hype. That was not a word from God, but a word cursed straight from the enemy to grow you slow spiritually and have you spiritually slow. Because all your brain recalls is the bad stuff and the junk. We have authority over our brain. You are more than what your brain believes. You are a soul designed by God. Imagine that. No, really. Stop for a second and just think about how God strategically designed each and every one of us to flutter through this thing called life. And I'm so, so grateful that I tapped in to the access granted by God to take back the authority over my mind. See, because some of my trauma was self-inflicted. I tell you the truth. After much prayer, many sleepless nights, lots and lots and lots of therapy, and a a once-in-a-lifetime chance that my testimony was picked randomly by Ayala Van Zant and that pastor, Patrick Weaver from Oakland. And what they really did was broke down the darts that the enemy was using against me for 27 years after the death of my baby. And so this was 20... For 27 years, and this um, event happened about seven years ago. And so it was such an amazing event in Richmond at the Craneway Pavilion and in front of so many people that never even knew that. And I wasn't ashamed or embarrassed because that freed me up. So I can honestly say that for almost seven years, get that, seven years on Declare Victory, seven years of being torment-free from that particular situation. Oh, my God. See, sometimes what we think is insomnia is really intercession, and it's God's way of getting our minds back regulated. Me being a truth teller, I had I had gotten in such a dark place back then. I, I didn't even know that I had granted access for that devil. So I thank God for sending way, real ways of escape through Declare Victory, through my amazing church, through spiritual warfare classes and intercessory prayer classes. Because, see, the enemy is organized. Him and all his flunkies really came to attack me in my sleep, disturb my peace, steal my joy. I was having migraines after migraines, a nervous stomach. I didn't even know that for years. My nerves were so bad that I just developed a stomach issue. The doctors couldn't diagnose it. They couldn't figure out what was causing it. Although I did have a bowel obstruction, it was nothing to do with that. Of course, y'all know what they did then. They gave me a referral to see some good old psychiatrists. I think I went through seven different ones. (laughs) But I remember one gave me a whole book of prescriptions, for real. I was hired in the camel's hump for a, a season because I had a pill to simply function. I had a pill to wake up. I had a pill to go to sleep. I had a pill for just about every emotion to be turned up or down. And, and and please hear me, by no means am I making fun of anybody's medical journey. I'm just simply sharing mine because I stayed looped up. 
And until one day I remember clearly my oldest daughter, Ariana, who is now 29, she came and she climbed in my lap and she said, Mommy, you don't laugh and dance with me no more. I had checked out, y'all, and I didn't realize how I was impacting my children. So I remember holding her as tears fell down my face. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. And this is when I know that God really sends help when he tells you that. One of my beautiful sisters, Wanda Williams, and I know Wanda doesn't mind me sharing this. I'm not even sure if her and her husband, Anthony, know that they threw me a lifeline. They were truly sent by God to do a 911 spiritual rescue. See, I was in such a dark place, but Wanda had had three kids at the time. She's on, she only has a daughter left now because her two boys are gone on to glory. But Wanda would cook meals for me and my kids. She would do our laundry. I would literally go over there and lay on her couch. They were a couple. They're also the couple that were instrumental in beginning to revival center. Thank you for them. They had introduced me to Oakland Christian Center in the early 90s because coming from a Methodist church to a non-denominational church, wow, but I'm so grateful. I'm not even sure if Oakland Christian Center is still there, but anyway, we ended all we all ended up under Ricky Lynn Nutt at Revival Center, and I was in 96, and I'm so grateful that I'm just so, so blessed. Anyway, that couple were very instrumental in my recovery, and I remember calling out to God to help me. See, I knew to go back and see what his word said. I had become super sure that the enemy was reading my mind. You see, listen, I hope y'all hear me, because sometimes we get so caught up in our thoughts. I thought, I thought that the enemy was reading my mind because that's what it felt like. But then I searched the word, and I couldn't find not one scripture that supports the idea that Satan can read our mind. But you know what he can do? He can read our lips. And he studies us, and he knows what we like and what we don't like. First Corinthians 2 and 11 states that no man knows the things of man except the spirit of man which is in him. What Satan can do is tempt us with wrong thoughts. But even then, we have the upper hand. We can resist those thoughts by speaking God's word out of our own mouth. Romans 12 and 2 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Don't underestimate the damage that wrong thoughts can do. Please don't do that. To fail to resist those wrong thoughts is dangerous. Left unresponded to, wrong thoughts will eventually enter into our hearts and then come out of our mouths. It says so in Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. Jesus said, it is not what goes into the mouth of a man that defiles a man, for out of the heart come evil thoughts such as murder, adultery, sexual vice, theft, false witnessing, slander, and irreverent speech. And that's Matthew 15, 11, 18, and 19. So the bottom line is this. It's not the devil, but you who controls the environment you live in. You control it by the words that come from the abundance of your heart. Matthew 12 and 37 says that by our words, we are justified, and by our words, we are condemned. Keeping God's word in your mouth and in your heart will keep you totally free from wrong thoughts and the power of the enemy. That's Luke 10, 19. When access is granted, it means that pl that places you couldn't previously gain interest into are now open. So God reminded me that some areas or arenas had been straightly shut up and they remained closed despite the amount of physical effort, 
exerted. I mean, all the Bible studies, all the, all of this, all the church, church, church. And even regardless of the amount of time spent doing spiritual exercises or busy work. And see, that statement might be a little controversial, but I'm saying what the Father gave me. So I'm not saying that things like prayer and fasting and, and studying the word don't work. That's not what I'm saying. But spiritual exercises discipline us and get us in proper position for when the door is open. Because we know that what 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 God, when God chooses to open a door, it, it it's going to be open. That's when whatever God touches is done is what I'm trying to say. And so for me, I had to choose the truth of what God thinks of me. No matter what my brain regurgitates, (laughs) if my brain doesn't sync with it, I still choose to believe God's word. I have to go to the word of God for all the mind games, all the brain, all of that. Because it's not easy because this world is a cold, cold game, y'all. And what the enemy does not do, he don't stop firing darts. We can look around now and see that he's shot fired 24-7. And to learn to really take your thoughts captive, it just means to gain control over what you think about yourself and your life. And no matter the trauma you've been through, it gives you, it, it gives you access to take authority of your mind. That's what God does. We know that the mind is a battlefield. We do, though. We do know that. And it's a battle we have to fight and we have to win every day to stay here in our sound mind. Don't reason in the mind, just obey in the spirit. That really had me sit up when I was studying to share with you all and going back over some notes from my spiritual warfare class um, because we had to write declarations every week. So I had to go back to some of that stuff, right? So what you put in your mind has an effect on what you think. Let me tell y'all, remember, I don't know, maybe I'm I'm dating myself, but it's okay. But do y'all remember how scary movies as kids made you have nightmares? Unless you are like some of my crazy relatives and they like scary movies. I, I'm not. I'm a scary cat. I have to sleep with a nightlight on still. Um, but it didn't take me long to realize that I don't want no nightmares, so I'm going to stop watching Creature Feature and Dark Shadows. And I'm not going to look at The Exorcist and Nightmare on Elm Street. Can't, I ain't looking at none of that. But have you really slowed down to pay attention to what is going on in your mind? What are you hearing or listening to? What are you thinking? What are you believing? What are you watching? What are you allowing to be spoken about you? And then what are you affirming? I I learned from Pastor George Brown, we can affirm everything that is said to us or about us. Listen to what somebody is saying before you amen it and accept it. That's what affirming means. The only way we can remain continually effective is by making sure we spend time with the Lord. I'm not saying just don't declare victory or whatever Bible study, but you have to spend quality time, real time with the Lord and real time in the Word, studying for yourself. When God's word is decreed from from your mouth, that's connected to a believing heart. That word has a life-changing and yoke-destroying effect. That's when we say if you believe, you receive when you pray because you're believing your own prayers. God has provided a way to overcome unhealthy thoughts and behaviors and gain the self-control that you seek. It's just a matter of taking charge of your life. We have to take charge over our life in every way to make it God's way. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, it tells us that we are to demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Too many of us listen to what our mind says and trust it. 
you actually believe that what your mind says is real. So when you try to imagine something different, like the truth of those words from your family or your identity in Christ, it feels impossible because you are telling your mind something differently than what your brain has recorded. And y'all know the brain chatters, right? And it mostly chatters regurgitated stuff. That's why we have to guard what goes into our mind. And most of what's in our brain is what we've inherited. I spoke of that. And we've inherited and recorded over time. The brain doesn't shut up. Try to get your brain to shut up. I know we we can sometimes think about how you're praying and your mind is your brain. You're all over the place because your brain is all scattered. But you got to set aside a place and time for quiet. And as you set away, maybe observe something beautiful, some water or the trees or something. But your mind will wonder. Your mind goes down some little rabbit trail. Think about that. Eventually, these crazy trails of thought can lead you into a deep revelation or more often it's shame-filled thoughts. So if you're trying to pray, think about what other, other stuff crosses your mind. And that's another reason why you have some of us getting some busy work, right? Because our mind's all over the place. Even like how I'm sharing now, some of y'all are probably saying, wait, what's she talking about? Because you're not listening with an ear to really hear because you're probably thinking about you got to go to work or what's on the stove or your cup of peat. Sometimes God really just wants us to slow down and really listen to what he is saying. And so it, this is why it really matters what we put in our brain and why Paul taught that it's a life principle. And it's Philippians 4 and 8. He says to fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Some of what you have received has been true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Some of what you have received growing up has not been. And I keep mentioning that because that's where a lot of our issues start is in our childhood. But you have been given authority over your brain. God-given authority. You are more than what your brain believes. You are a soul designed by God. And Philippians 4 and 8 makes zero sense if we don't have power over what we think. And that's God-given authority. We do have this God-given authority. What Second Corinthians 10 and 5 teaches us is that we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. If we didn't have this God-given authority, the Word wouldn't be instructing us to take captive our thoughts. We have this God-given authority. You have been given authority. So I just wanted to share a little bit as I um, get ready to wrap up. When you recognize your authority, you can lead your brain. You can guide your mind. You can guard your heart. And you can grace your words. You know such truth as worthiness is your birthright. It says so in Genesis 1 and 31 and in Romans 8 and 1. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And this list of truth can go on and on and on. Romans 12 and 2 emphasizes this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So that's why we really do have God-given authority. He gave us access. The behaviors of this world is where the garbage gets in our brains. So the default setting is to not believe that this is who I am, but guide your mind. Get into the word of God. And you do know the brain and mind are not the same. 
Your brain is part of the visible, tangible world of the body. Your mind is part of the invisible, transcendent world of thought, feeling, attitude, belief, and imagination. The brain is the physical organ most associated with mind and consciousness, but the mind is not confined to the brain. The intelligence of your mind permeates every cell of your body, and not just your brain cells. Your mind has tremendous power over all bodily systems. The brain is an organ, but the mind isn't. The brain is the physical place where the mind resides. The mind is the manifestations of thought, perception, emotion, determination, memory, imagination that takes place within the brain. Mind is often used to refer especially to the thought process of reason. God has designed our brains with the ability to change, to be transformed. The Apostle Paul exhorts believers to be transformed. You cannot go through life without renewing of your mind. And that's Romans 12 and 2. Get that and know that, right? And it's not just a nice suggestion. Um, Andrew Newberg and Mark Robert Waldman wrote intense, an intense long contemplation of God appears to permanently change the structure of those parts of the brain that control our moods, give rise to our conscious notions of self, and shape our sensory perceptions of the world. As our brains change, and they do as we age, literally with neurons growing, adapting, knitting themselves together, the brain area that deals with anger becomes less active, and compassion for others grows. Romans 8 and 6 says, The mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. This is part of our submission to Jesus and allows him to truly transforms us, transform us as he has promised to do. So give the Holy Spirit authority over your mind, your heart, your will, your spirit, your soul, and your body, and especially over your thoughts, your emotions, and, and your feelings. I pray almost every day, and I said almost, um, the Holy Spirit can have his way, have his way and complete authority over my brain, over my mind, over my heart, over my body, over my emotions, over my feelings, over everything. Do whatever you need to do to replace any lie, any inappropriate thoughts, any false emotions and issues. Just fill it with your truth, God. I just give that to God, and I also add that I claim the promises from Jesus about my mind, that I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I speak that, and that I have a spirit of love power, love, and of a sound mind. So as you guys go about your day, just take notice of your thoughts or feelings that are that are not based in God's truth. And if you've been really studying your word, a Bible verse should come to mind to counter anything that is sent to attack your mind. Or simply ask the Holy Spirit what the truth is to counter that lie. I remember my auntie told me, that people are going to talk about you, whether you know it or not. And they're going to speak curses, whether they know it or not. What you need to do is counteract with blessings over your own self. So I speak the word. And as I get ready to end it, this, this share, Isaiah 54 and 17, says it all. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. What are God's truths? I know there's no condemnation in Christ. That's what, that's what Romans 8 and 1 says. When you repeat the word back, oh, my God. And then you can also say, I also, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. That's Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. 
And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. That's Romans 8 and 38. And I just shared a few scriptures, and I hope they become light to you, and you make sure you pray them, converse with God, and just speak them out loud. I hope, again, that at least one somebody got something out of my share this morning. I do thank you. I thank God for access granted in order for me to take authority over my own thoughts. God bless you all as we walk into love, life, and victory. Do we have any new callers or anyone that didn't get a chance to say hello? You want to say, hey, go ahead. Good morning, Big Sis. It's Kenya. Hey, Ken. Love you. It's Krishanda. Hey, Krishanda. Good morning. Wonderful declaration. Awesome. Oh, thank you. Let me tell you something. Your sound, you know how certain people sound. I listen to sound. It's soothing. So I can listen to you talk. I just want to tell you that. <laughs> oh, God bless you. Bless <laughs> you, sis. Anybody else? Good morning, baby Brilliant. girl. Hey, Mother Leomia. Hey, Mother Leomia. How are you this morning? I'm better, thank you. Battling symptoms, but guess what? I'm winning. (laughs) Yes. Okay, wonderful decoration. Thank you, Mother. I love you. I love you too, baby. Get it, Didi. Get it, Didi. Happy Tuesday, my love. Happy Tuesday, doll. Anyone else? Yo, yo. Hey. Hey. Good morning. This is Natasha. Um, That was wonderful. You are just a blessing, and it was a joy uh, to tune in this day and hear you. I think this may be the first um, time I've heard you live giving a declaration, and you just blessed my heart. You have oh. no idea. Oh, thank you, thank Natasha. You, yeah, I, um, I used to do mornings, and then, you know, I was forced to work with the little people that I work with, and so my uh-huh. mornings are really uh-huh. free. And so, but I, I got I got told, Ms. Moni, you know, you, okay. you know how Ms. Moni hey. is. Hey. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, thank, thank you for sweetie. your obedience. <laughs> okay, have a great Amen. day. You too, Bye-bye. sweetie. Morning, Dee Great declaration. Thank you. Thank you, sister. <laughs> Love you. Love you too, mama. Yes, great declaration. Good morning, Victory family. God bless you all this morning. Hey, Sarge. Good morning. You probably thought you had called Friday Night Live, huh? <laughs> I'm like, ooh-ooh, it's, my, it's the morning call. I got to be cool. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, sister, sister. It's Dondria. Awesome declaration, sis. Thank you for your heart share. Love you, love you, love you. Love you too, ma'am. I'm going to have to sing you a new song soon. It's about that time. Tis the season. Time for the butterfly choir. You know it. (laughs) Anybody else? Good morning. This is Yvette. Thanks for that share. Good morning, sweetie. Good morning, Dee Dee. Good morning. Thank you for that. And um, I appreciate you. Thank you, sweetie. I appreciate Mm -hmm. you. I'm on my other job, so I got to go back on mute. Okay, girl. (laughs) 
Good morning. It's Barb out of Lodi. Love the declaration and your mind-brain breakdown. That was most impressive. Oh, thank you, Barb out of Lodi. Awesome. Y'all know I'm trying to talk low because I don't want that little eight-month-old to hear me and she's trying to come. I'm hiding from her. (laughs) Hey, good morning, family. It's Brother Cedric on the line. I want to say thank you. Thank you for that uh, wonderful chair, that wonderful declaration, um, motivating me to just make sure I take control of my mind and what I'm focusing on. So thank you once again. Beautiful declaration. You're welcome, sir. Hey, you and Imani, I love y'all. Anybody else? This is Danielle. Good morning. Good morning, Danielle. Born at Richmond Hospital on 23rd also. Hey. Wait, what year was you born, girl? (laughs) 69. See what I'm saying? They don't even understand. That's You real rich. You understand. But thank you so much for your declaration. (laughs) Real Richmond duty. Thank you. (laughs) Amen. Thanks, sis. Uh, anybody else? Oh, get my little tea. Hey, man. Well, is there any um, questions, comments, any of my brothers on the line that um, want to have any thoughts that they want to share? Good morning, Dion. How are you? This, this is Dee Dee, but I love being called Dion. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dee Dee. I am so sorry. You know, I love, well, you know, this is your favorite friend. I know who you are, Jen. I'm like, oops. Wait, I just want, want, to, that, want me to, I, I can sing probably like Dion a little bit right now. Okay, I want Well, that. I could too because my voice is, um, you know, I was in, um, I just want to tell you, I'm so, so, so proud of you. I mean, I remember our faith class that we were in, and we were online, but it felt real. It felt like we were in a regular class, even though we were doing it online. And I, you know, I just couldn't wait till you posted your, you know, your thoughts about faith. And I I see now that you have so matured and like, you know, I, I didn't realize your um your experience that you had experienced until until I came on to declare victory and you know just to hear you share about it and how your process the most uh the most interesting thing that stuck out in your your uh your comments commenting about what you had to go through to get to where you're at now and that was that you said that you went to so many doctors. You said, in fact, you went to about seven, and uh, one of them gave you a book of uh, medications, and you were higher than a camel's hump. <laughs> I thought, Dee you're crazy. She got it. But you have it, Dee and you are walking. You have access. Granted, this whole thing, I mean, just coming here in the victory room, you know, you don't have to be a superstar here, and I love it. Because no, there's no, you know, nobody's taking and giving you a check mark or, you know, uh, surveying you for, um, you know, what's to become in your life. God has already set your compass, uh, Dee, and you have 
become a phenomenal mom, a phenomenal uh, grandma, to see you, and you are such a wonderful sister to us and a great leader. Great. I'm so proud of you. And I had to say something. I, I, I just stayed on and I said, I just can't wait to hear her, um, you know, really go at it. Thank you for picking this thing apart. It's still good all the way to the end. We're almost at the end of the month. And just to have experienced each and every one uh, on this call is so, it's, it's just great. This is a great place to come. I always call it the breakfast of champions. I don't have to have um, a meal in the morning when I come on this line. And I make it, um, you know, necessary for myself. I, I, it's called accountability. And my accountability to declare victory is to show up. On the days I'm not working somewhere else, I, I come right here and I get refueled right back here. Thank you for charging me this morning. Thank you for letting me know it's okay to be afraid of the dark. It is. It really is. And it's, many people sleep with night lights. I have, have some wall lights that I've, I put in just to keep me from stumping my toe on my bookshelf in my bedroom. So I just want you to know I love you, girl. And I mean with every fiber in me, this place is the place, people of God. If you want to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, this is it. Get in the loop. We almost out of this uh, this year, and I'm 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 just grateful that I had a chance to experience and come open fully in my life, right here in the victory room, right here in down the halls of the uh, of victory, right here. I'm shouting, thank you, thank you this morning. I love you. I know. Hey, something about God's grace. Yes, I do. And I know something about God's grace. It could have been me with no food to eat. It could have been me with no place to sleep, but by the grace and mercy, I know, I know something about God's grace. I love you, baby. I love you so much. I want to just tell you, Give you your flowers because I'm gonna tell y'all this lady right here had not, and I know you guys have heard me say it before. She was one of the sisters that loved on me. Y'all know some of y'all know church could be a cold, cold place, but Sister Jerry reached out to me and my baby, and she loved on me and she encouraged me. And um, like she mentioned that faith class that we took online. <laughs> Because it's something about we got some some serious classes at our church, but I'm just grateful that God placed people like you to love me and help me get to this place. So you mean so much to me. You really do. And when you mentioned Luke, it's so funny because I was reading on, um, I like Pastor Stephen Furtick. I don't know if you guys know, but he said the thoughts you keep in a loop <laughs> determine the direction of your life. And that stuck with me. And then when you mentioned Luke, I was like, see how God just lines us up. I'm just grateful. So I love you, Sister Jerry. And you know I was going to ask you to do me a little bit of that. 
that song. So I love you. Thank you for loving me. God bless you, baby. This is Barb out of Lola. I, I so love when people sing. And that was beautiful. I feel like I just got a great big old Jesus hug. Yes, Lord. That song right there will lay you out. And I love when um, she sings it at our church. It's just so true. Anybody else have anything this morning? Yes. Yes, Yes, sir. Great declaration from beginning to end, and I'm glad uh, Sister Moni, um, you know, asked you to share, do the decoration for us this morning. You know, uh, Friday night, yeah, we, we you keep it lit on Friday night, but uh, great decoration this morning. Um, to hear you uh, say how the enemy attacked you for 27 years, you know, and, you know, he had access, you know, uh, gave me a a different perspective, you know, to look at uh, how the enemy has attacked Jeff, and and I have given him access, and and to know your declaration helped me to understand and know that, look, I, I, I have authority. And I can kick him out and, and 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 bring, you know, all those those thoughts and, and, and captive and and just cast them out. You know, uh I like, wow. I I'm definitely gonna gonna have to listen to this playback again, even though I was I caught it from beginning to the end. I, I wanna listen to this decoration over and over again because I need not to give the enemy access to my mind and my thoughts at all. And um, uh, uh, one of the choir members gave my wife a call there yesterday, and and was you know they was having a conversation, and she she recognized how that you know the enemy was you know coming against her and her thoughts, you know and. So my wife, you know, shared a few things with her, and I, I asked her, "Baby, did you did you give her the the number to declare victory?" And she said, "Yes, I gave it to her." And I was like, "Man, this morning would have been an ideal time for her to to be on this call because you know exactly what she is going through. You talked about um, the the enemy, you know, attacking us in our thoughts in our mind." And um, so I, I I was following you very close, and I you know I just I'm empowered to to cast him out to take all those negative thoughts you know captive and, and bringing them you know unto obedience unto Christ and just look no no devil you 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 just you just can't, I can't allow you to have access to my mind, to my thoughts like that. I, I see you. And I, too, um, have uh, experience with Open Christian Center. Uh, Pastor Hughes, I, I was uh, went through his discipleship program. It was a nine-month discipleship program back in 1987. 
and Pastor Hughes Jr. at Oakland Christian Center. And, oh, my God, God did work in Jeff's life at that time. I was struggling trying to get clean off of that crack cocaine. And uh, the enemy, he, he, he tricked me. He tricked me to leave that discipleship program before I completed it. And, uh, you know, it wasn't long before I was smoking crack again. And, uh, you know, but God saw fit for me to get clean, you know, a couple years later and and make it back uh, to the sanctity of the church. And uh, and next thing you know, he connected me with uh, Declare Victory, you know, and uh, by God, I'm going to keep coming back. I'm going to keep coming back to to this prayer line because uh, there's something special about this prayer line. There's there's something here that uh, allows me to continue to grow spiritually and and be victorious, you know, in in my walk. So I just want to say thank you for your declaration this morning. You gave the enemy a black eye this morning because he got cast out. And he, he gets no more access. No, access is denied to that sucker. Hey, but you said Pastor Hughes in 87, like the late 80s, for Oakland Christian Center? Yep. Uh-huh, I believe that, because that whole time in my life was a blur, because I was going through so much. But I was attending there with, with who I mentioned, Wanda and Anthony, and then I moved. We all moved, and we ended up... Um, at Revival Center, I know. I think I joined. Well, I don't think I joined Revival Center in '96. But like I said, coming from a you know Methodist to non-denominational was just life changing. <laughs> so I thank you too, um, Brother Jeff, because you are one of the the people that I li- look forward to joining on Fridays, and you always have such good um, wisdom to share. And you're so open with what you've gone through and your testimony. So you and Patrice both have been a blessing in my life for these years and watching you two as a married couple, I'm going to tell you, you guys and um, Eric and Juju and Imani and said, and you know, I had Tanya and Carl had so many beautiful couples to, to glean from. And so as Maddie and I, and I'm getting emotional thinking about it because we're getting ready to, to hit our eighth uh, wedding anniversary. We've been together 13 years. Um, and the eight years, the, it seemed like we were good the first five, and once we got married, I, you know, I told y'all how all hell broke loose. We blended families, but I am so grateful and rejoicing in just God's grace in this. But I, I, I know that it was strategic how he, you know, placed all these couples because we it ain't always perfect. But with the sharing and the 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 advice and wisdom, I know that's why we are still going strong. And you know what? I really like my husband. <laughs> Amen. Well, thank you, Jeff. Anybody else have anything? It's Krishanda. Um, uh, A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. A spoonful of the word helps the medicine go down, helps us feel alive again. Your, Your share was so loving and tender and thoughtful. Um, I just really appreciate your word this morning, and I love that Brother Jeff came on and said, I see you, devil, and you are a liar. So God bless you. 
Bless you, too. So, and like I said, I always love hearing you because you're so soft-spoken. And I don't know, lately, that's kind of what I've been. And because I'm loud. Like I said, I'm a lot. My husband was like, could you, why are you talking so loud? But I deal with babies. But lately, it's been a more soft, gentle um, sound. And my ears are changing. So I'm not really hearing loud, you know, boisterous. And even, you know, that pastor that used to wake us up, they say, <laughs> y'all know what you am talking about. He used to yell in the middle of the night if you leave your TV on. So I was thinking about that, but I really do appreciate you, really, more than I listen to you when you um, comment and all that. So I thank you for just encouraging me this morning. I love you, sis. Love you back. Good turning. <laughs> God. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anybody else have anything? Didi, this yeah. is um, Jerry again. I just wanted to know, um, There's, I'm sure there's people that are on the line on this morning, and um, they're, they take, are either experiencing things that you have talked about, or they have, um, you know, or sometimes we're entering in, because normally when we, these messages are being taught or, you know, someone is ministering to us, it always activates an area of our lives that we are experienced or have experienced. And uh, you talked about um, uh, being in the dark, scary movies, things like that. I don't look at scary movies. I haven't looked at scary movies since uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> it's like, wow. I know it's silly. <laughs> that is, it's been that long. Um, I, uh, I, I like it, it. That's hard to me. That was hard, uh, terror. And so I don't, I, I just stopped looking at, at scary movies. So now I, I tend to look at movies like, um, and, and I'm dating myself, whatever happened to baby Jane and three faces of Eve. These were suspense movies, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying this today because there's people on the line that um when the you know they don't want to say anything because really they don't want to really expose this area of where they're at but this is the very best this is the best place to let go of your thoughts the ones that uh, especially first thing in the morning because what we're doing is we're setting the tone for our day and i love that i could come here and like i said recharge this is the charging station you know, so if you have an electric car and you're, you know, you before you get up in the morning, if you don't charge that car, you may not be able to get to the place where you want to go. This is the vehicle uh, of, of where we're at. And I thank you for, uh, you know, reminding us how you literally had some steps that you had to walk through, which reminded me of the 12-step program that, um, you know, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, Anonymous or whatever the ones that they have out there for you to, uh, you know, get drug-free, people-free, whatever you need to be, today is the day to be free so that way you can have the same access, DD, that you're, uh, that you have talked about. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm feeling free today, you know, from any, anything because I don't want to have to be reminded of where I came from to where I'm at today. 
thank you for that. But it's a 12-step program, and I believe that people here, not only a 12-step, but this is the step that we need to take. Yeah. You know, get free this morning. Talk about it. This is the place. Open up. You got to start somewhere, and this is a great place. I think. What do you think, Dee Dee? I definitely agree. It doesn't um, help to keep it to yourself, and to me, that's another way that the enemy has control. Because you won't. He 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 has you on hush because you you know thinks you're embarrassed or somebody will judge. And really and truly, once I got past that part of it, <laughs> what what my past was, oh, it's, it's nothing like being free. My, because, like I said, I'm open. I'm an open book. I have no secrets. I, whatever I did, I did. Yeah. The enemy can't hold my past against me. Because what God said is going to come to pass. And whatever it is, it is. If that makes any sense. You have to let go. This is Because you know how we are at, at a Revival Center. This year, that helped me, too. Mm-hmm. It's, we're free to worship. <laughs> and so worship means to worship God because of who he is and not because of what you're asking for. You know, so not just praise him because things are good. Because every day you wake up, there's a fight. The fight of faith is ongoing. Mm-hmm. No matter what you're going through, the fight of faith, you have to fight. You got to know your rights. You got to mm-hmm. know who you are in Christ. And you got to know that... We know what the end of it says, but you're going to go through some things. And if you open up your mouth and with the word of God, that's what the weapon is. And and that's why I'm so open to share that, yeah, I went to a little hair hospital in Berkeley because I checked out mentally. I'm not embarrassed about none of that. And when I mentioned seven psychiatrists, it was actually more psychologists. And then they sent me to a psychiatrist. And y'all know psychiatrists will get you together, but you're going to be looped up because that's what happened to me. Because they gave me every pill, <laughs> like I'm, and I'm not making any of that up, until I finally saw that what it was doing to my babies. And my babies, gave they're the reason that I'm here. I realized it was dark, you know. So whatever it takes for you to say, I, I can't do this anymore, because you're on the call, you're praying, and all of that. But you have to take it to that level to where you can truly be free, if that makes sense. So, yes, Sister Jerry, thank you for um, opening that up. Can I can I jump in, Sister Jerry? Thank you. Uh, I'm I was walking, pacing the floor, <laughs> and and I thought I wanted to say something, but then I was like, I don't want to turn this into a therapy session. <laughs> and then Sister Jerry came up and said what she said because I over I'm an overthinker, um, but I I see the enemy trying to um, let me make turn me into a punk and a fool, and um, it's. I'm just praying for to step out of that. There's so much that you said that just resonates and just hits home, and it's just like, oh, okay. And the fact that I can even say this without um, crying, I've, I've been there a couple of times, and some of the things you said, just just being able to let it let it go and 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 walk fully in that faith and not feel like there's a stranglehold, like being paralyzed, like. Uh, you know, ready to just to 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 step out. I don't know how to say it, but just yeah, just wanting to be free and uh, get the help, somebody to love on you as you're going through it. Like I totally relate to feeling like you just. For me, it was just not just the uh, God. How do you just get through it? Just being paralyzed. I I, I want to get past the point of not being paralyzed with fear. <laughs> and, 
and really walking in the truth of what I know God says. It's like the logical part of my brain knows that God can do anything, but then there's part of me that is something that's just, I feel like there's a stronghold. It's just I'm, I feel stuck. And how do you get past that? Prayer. So thank you for that. Uh, yeah. I'm going to keep trying to work You're welcome. On and med- meditate on the, the scriptures. I, again, for me, I know that no weapon formed against me. You know, just make the yes. word of prayer and believe it. You know what I'm yes. saying? Because that's what the enemy delights in, in um, paralyzing you. Because, again, mm-hmm. remember I said 27. I wasn't exaggerating when I said 27 years of torment. I was getting mm-hmm. up, going to church, functioning, everybody. You know, I was I was teaching a, a Friday Night Live youth class at my church. I was taking all these classes. But at night, the torment was real because mm-hmm. I was. it was self-inflicted, too, though, because yeah. I was believing more of the enemy than what God had said, even though my baby died and I never saw my baby. Um, the enemy was making me think that he had my baby, right? And so it got so, and I'm tearing up thinking about all those nights that I would be yeah. paralyzed in my sleep. I couldn't wake up out of it, and I wake up in fear, and it would be an image of of the devil, the de- the, the death angel with the baby in his arms, and would come toward me. And then when I would reach out to take the baby, it would disappear. So that's torment, because see what happened, and I'll share this. When um, they had the, and I mentioned Ayanla and uh, Pastor Weaver because it was then, and I had had so many pastors praying for me and so many people, the therapy and all of that, and I, and that was be- the beginning of Declare Victory, if I'm not mistaken. Went to this event, <clears throat> and they had said, submit your, your questions or concerns, and so I shared a little bit about, you know, me losing my baby and all of that that I went through, and they picked my story out of all those stories that were submitted and so when Ayala and she said she had me you know they said me stand up and what she said really helped me because when you are uh going through trauma like that and just imagine delivering a baby that you never saw but they took the baby and so but that's for years because I allowed that to be my um experiment my experience right and what she said made sense. She said, although you felt guilt, because what happened was I felt guilty because I saw my ex-husband <clears throat> and his mother. My ex-husband was actually holding the baby. You could see the baby wrapped in the blanket, but I had lost it. I literally, you know, had a meltdown. And then they asked me, do I want to see the baby? I said, no, I was hysterical. So years passed and I regretted mm-hmm. not, you know, laying eyes on that's my baby. And so for years, that's what the enemy used. If that makes sense. Those torments were real. And so what Ayana said had been said to me before, but I was ready to hear it when, at that point, 27 years later. You know, you see what I'm saying? So what she said was that although you felt guilty because you didn't look at your baby, you didn't hold your baby, God knows. We don't know. God knows everything that we can take. So how about had I held my dead baby? I probably would still be in the, in the mental ward. You see right. what I'm saying? So right. all things do work. It goes back to the word. Mm-hmm. So that self-inflicted, I was allowing that. So I got strength from my classes at Revival Center, from Declare Victory, and from just knowing that it's not, the enemy is a liar. He's a defeated liar. I had right. to trust God more than the, the attacks of the enemy and those darts. Mm-hmm. And, and and like the words that cast it down, no, it's not real. We, I know that God created me. You know, I just had to really fill my mind up with the word of God about me. Yes, my baby didn't make it, but there, there's, I know that God works everything out. So what the enemy meant for evil, God has made it for good. Because I'm going to tell you something, in 
those years, my son would have been 34. <clears throat> we were just talking about it, me and my other son. But that pain and trauma that I went through, God used. Because guess what? I have, and I have blessed, and I, I'm not saying it about me, but God has placed me in so many situations. Like I've had ladies that literally went through the same situation or worse, and God placed me there to to love them through that. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so I know now what that was for. And so it just helped me. So I, I promise you it's been seven years. I don't have that torment anymore. As a matter of fact, I get irritated now when the night, when it ha- you know, when the enemy tries to get me in the middle of the night, I get irritated. You better go somewhere and sit down. I'm sleepy. You know what I mean? Um, this this is Kashonda again. I'm not sure who that was that was just on the um, call. What was who was it? Natasha. Natasha. Um, I too have experienced that um, paralysis. Oh my God! Never would have thought. Always joyful, always happy, but the enemy will continue to try to hunt you down. Come at every different angle. He will try, but we have to cast down every imagination that it's up to self against the knowledge of God. So I didn't even see it coming. Always, you know, moving, shaking, whatever. All my life, he's been coming for me. So now I have to, I know that I have to make the word louder than what the enemy is saying to press in. And like I said, cast it down, make God's word louder and just press. And it's not easy, but the truth, hallelujah, will make you free. The truth will make you free. So you have to make the word louder and just press. My mod- one of my models is walk on, sister, walk on. That means just put one step in front of the other, <laughs> no matter what is going on. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Hello. My name is Cynthia. And, um, good morning, Cynthia. Good morning. Um I listen and stuff like that, and um, I enjoy coming here, coming—I mean, coming and listening and hearing everybody do their declarations. But you guys, uh, it, when when you speak and stuff like that, it strikes a chord in me, and um, I don't—I don't want you guys um, to be mad at me. Um, like I said, I love listening to you guys. I guess um, what what happens is sometimes you guys are happy. It bothers me and makes me cry. I, and I know they said last Thursday, is a good medicine. And I'm like, Lord, I don't have that in my life, so that makes me mad because I don't have that. And because I don't have that, I have to sit here and listen to you guys. You guys are not doing nothing wrong. Sometimes, um, I go out my day and I'm happy and I'm free and stuff like that. But when I get on here and I start hearing you guys and you guys are happy and stuff like that, it makes me mad because I'm like, I don't have nobody around 
like that. And it's unfair because they do. And I'm like, God, why do I have to feel like this all the time? I'm supposed to be saved. Why do I have to cry all the time? Why do I have to feel like this when other people are happy and stuff like that? So I'm learning how to express myself, learning how to try to get everything that's in me out of me. So um so it won't be a up and down roller coaster in my in my in my in my mind. Happy, excited. But I do enjoy um listening to you guys, but sometimes that's what I experience. And I may hang up because you guys are happy and that's and I'm I don't have that around me. And then sometimes I'll just listen and um because I think if I hang up is like giving the enemy giving him what he wanted. Absolutely. Don't do it. Stay connected, sister. I hear you and I feel your pain. Mm-hmm. Stay connected. Exactly. You said it to yourself. You said yeah. it, Cynthia. You said it. You are tapping in. And so why wouldn't he cause you to want to hang up and get irritated from laughter? And because and you're growing. And that's what happens when you're growing closer to the things of God. That's exactly what happens. He tries to get you in your thoughts. We just talked about it. So that happened to me. I used to leave church. I'm going to be honest. Because I had hell breaking out. You know what I mean? I was going through with three children, a horrible marriage. I would go to church and you see these little, for me, I'm just telling what I would see. Families looking looking like everything was good. I don't know what's going on at their house. Just like you don't know what we're going through because we all are facing something. So when we laugh, because we know that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And it's a process and it's, you'll get there. Just keep showing up. Don't, don't. Don't allow the enemy to to um, steal your joy. And I'm glad you say you know, because you said it. You'll hang up, but then you'll get back on, because you know that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to be irritated so you'll get off the, the line and that you'll stop growing spiritually. Don't do it. Keep showing up. You got a whole bunch of people on this line that I bet you if each and every one of us had a good, I can't get a call up like that because it will be on here till tomorrow, but if everybody really said what they were going through, it would blow your mind, and I'm honest. So just know that you keep showing up, irritated and all, but keep showing up, and and, and it'll it'll come. It'll come to where you're not irritated. You're excited, and something that you'll hear will trigger. So that, like I heard you the other day when you told Moses you didn't like what he shared because we were laughing. That's what the enemy wants you to do. He causes confusion. So don't don't let him. Keep showing up. You keep fighting a good fight of faith, and you're going to win. Just don't quit. Just don't quit. Somebody else was getting ready to say something to her as well. Yeah, this is nourishing. Um I do remember that conversation too. It's it's not happiness, it's the joy of the Lord. We it's because for you to be happy something good has to be happening. Like Dee Dee just said, um, we're all facing something. I just lost four people in two weeks in my family and I should be curled up in a ball somewhere, my wrist is hurting, my uh, niece just scammed my daughter. Um, I don't. I have two sons that are in two different states, and the police are bothering them just because they're young black men. 
But I know that each day that I wake up is because the Lord has something for me to do, and I gain uh, strength from the joy that he gives me. Because if I looked at what was happening, Mm-hmm. I will be back into the mental institution myself because I checked myself in because I was I couldn't deal with it, but I had to pull from the strength of the Lord. And when I was in there those three days, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm just um getting caught up in the cares of life. I don't need to label myself as having a a mental meltdown. Uh, I need to get up out of here because these people up in here they gon they gonna take me there where I wouldn't be able to get out. So like. Didi said, just keep coming um, and, and know that it's not that we're just laughing because everything is peaches and cream. No. We are laughing because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Man, Didi, Miss <clears throat> um, Cynthia, what I could tell you is the word tells us to confess. Now that you've done that, you've already shut the door in the enemy's face. So get the scriptures that um, Didi spoke about today and make that 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. Continue to say that. Um, Cast down every imagination and hold every thought. you know, unto the obedience of Christ. That That's what he wants you to do. He wants you to think that you're not going, that you're not worthy, but you are. Dion has to constantly remind us that we are who he said we are. That doesn't change, and the enemy knows that. So you keep pressing. Know that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Don't let um, your mind or don't let him use the things to make your mind think different, that you are great, that you are worthy, that you are chosen. So um, just be encouraged, and, and by all means, Say those scriptures. Say them and say them out loud. Don't just say them in your mind. Say them out loud so they can get in your mind and penetrate your heart. And he can hear, the enemy can hear them. And be be triumphant today. You all here, you already declare victory because you call in all the time and you make your opinion known. So, hey, we praying for you, sister. All right. Hey, hey guys. Super quick. I was trying not to say anything. I've been on a uh, shut up fast. So, Cynthia, <clears throat> there are there are two things that hold us hostage. Um, our decisions, which are based on our history, and our inability to believe God. I don't know if you were on one day I said, I used to only believe that the things that I said were for other people. There is a scripture that says, will thou be made whole? It's a rhetorical question, of course, but it's the question that you have to ask yourself in an effort to break free. Even when Lazarus got up out of the grave, he still had on grave clothes. The residue of his um, resurrection, so to speak, was still on him. He still had evidence of the fact that he had died, 
But the reality was he was alive. And sometimes it takes a moment to break free. Um, so, so let me help you identify what, what your greatest struggle is. It is called the root of bitterness. That comes from historical disappointment, frustration, unforgiveness. And so there's a journey that the Lord would like to take you on to teach you how to forgive. Um, my mother shared this with me, and, and I, I didn't really understand it initially. But to forgive is to act as if it never happened. Now, that's easier said than done. Nonetheless, it is a decision. Our joy is only predicated on the truth of God's word, especially at my house. <laughs> right? Um, I got uh, uh, 99 problems uh, that I could elude to being bitter, angry, frustrated, and the rest of the stuff about. I just get up every day and decide it ain't going down like that. That's That's not how I'm going to live my life. Right? And so every day we make decisions. The first one you make is after the Lord's grace gives you permission to get up. You have to choose to swing your legs out of the bed. That's a decision. After you swing your legs out of the bed, you have to choose to stand up and get up and face your day. That's a decision. This joy that we all um, exude because it's not even that we put on. Nothing in, nothing out, which is why we stick to scripture, right? So um, no different than what Nikisha said, the joy of the Lord or Dee, Dee I don't know who said it, but our strength is not based on how we feel. Our strength is based on the truth of God's word and the joy of the Lord literally being our strength. And I, I know that's a whole bunch. When you are new to the faith, or even, I won't even say new to the faith because I don't, I don't know how long you've been in your walk. But to decide to live a life of liberty is because you recognize there's something greater than how you feel about sets of circumstances. That's all. Um, my faith with God. I've been in church off and on my whole life, but God didn't, I didn't start like learning and knowing the scripture until I got grown in my age. Um, um, I'm 54 and I, and I asked God, why have you never put nobody in my life to, to help me? Why did you wait this long? I mean, I've been church on and off and didn't know I needed to pray. I didn't know I needed to open my Bible. I didn't know I needed to know all that. So I know all that now, but it's like, I'm, why have, why am I starting so late to know all this? Um, pushing forward. No, I, I can't go back in time. I have to do what I have to do now. 
and just letting you guys know i'm i'm fifty four i have three grown kids um I have a daughter that don't know where she's at, don't want to talk to me. I've been there her whole life, and she's just, like, fell off the face of the earth. I have a grandson that I only got to met one time. His name is Caillou. He's two years old. She doesn't want to have to do nothing with me. I never did nothing wrong to her. I have a son named Zavantre. He's... um, 23, and then my youngest son, Christopher, that I'm trying to encourage to move out, he's 21. Um, Out of my whole family, I think right now I'm the only one. It's going to church. I don't plan on stop going. I don't plan on turning my back against God. I don't plan on being out there with the world because I tried it and it's not for me. Um, I do know, like, um, the the uh, the one that gave decorations, I believe she um, said it. Cold people, um, church people, is can be a cold blooded, and I'm learning all this now. Even though when I was younger and I went to church, I didn't experience all this. The stuff that I'm experiencing now, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. I mean, I, I, I get it. So wait, so let me just so just so we don't go way way down the street somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, two, two things, and then then I'm gonna hand it back to Dee Dee. I hear all of that. I, mm-hmm. I hear all of that. It's a whole bunch of people that sit in church till they're seventy and eighty, and never mm-hmm. meet Jesus. Right. And the the word says this: Seek ye first kingdom of God and all of its righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. The beautiful thing is 54, 94, 104, he chose you to know that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Don't worry about when it happens. Just be grateful that you are in his number. Yes. And it, it begins with gratitude. You you mm-hmm. can take everything and look at it from a half empty glass. And I, I assure you, um, and I'm I'm gonna say something. You you share things that are important to you. I'm gonna share something with you. You may not know what happened with your daughter, but something did. I promise you. Mm-hmm. And when you start to come into the faith, he starts to reveal your heart to you. When you're ready for it, bit by bit, piece by piece. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. You know that thing that makes you want to hang up? Mm -hmm. The truth usually hurts right before it helps. And so I I want to encourage you to keep going and to keep showing up. We talk about real hard things around here. We talk about things that make people uncomfortable. Sometimes they go away. Sometimes they come back. Sometimes they don't. But let me tell you this. When you really want to be free, you'll deal with the discomfort of what it costs to be free. Because, see, you got to pay for this. It doesn't just walk up on you and, voila, you're free. That's not how this goes. So let me alleviate you of that expectation. It's work. All right. And that's, and that's, that's what we need. 
that to that level of it's work. It's hard, uncomfortable, often frustrating, angering work. Ooh. That that part. Let your heart be tender enough to get healed. I see now mm. everybody else a coke. I don't, I don't have time for that. If you mm. want to be free, decide, Cynthia. Make a decision. Okay. I'm coming here every day. It'll get you free. Now, and I'll, I'll tell you in advance, chances are your liberty is going to cost your feelings to be taken off and sat down. You got to sit them down somewhere. You know, if, when you want freedom, you don't have time for a whole bunch of feelings. For real, I, I promise you. Ask me how I know. How you know? Listen, I had to take them off and put on my big girl panties and keep it pushing. And when God started to show me my heart, as rickety and raggedy as it was, I had to deal with some stuff. You're going to have to deal with some stuff or you're going to keep hanging up. Okay. Yeah. Can I drop the mic? I don't want to step on Didi's toes. I will be quiet. She's ready to step in. Uh, I was just dropped the mic. So the whole relationship for me, and Cynthia, thank you for speaking up and having the courage to say what you said, because it would be so easy to just swallow that and sit on it and let the bitterness continue to fester. I'm grateful to have gotten to the point where what I can say when I hear that laughter and that joy that I don't necessarily experience is that I want that. And Father God, I want to first be in relationship with you. So teach me how to be in relationship with you. And what God has revealed to my heart as I pray for that and ask for that is to make me look at how I'm in relationship with other people and feeling that all back. And so when I think about not having the close connections, bonds that I so desire in my life and for the ones that I do have to grow in the way that I hope that they will grow, I have to look at how I'm showing up. Now, I'm putting myself forth, and that's hard. <laughs> when you look and you see the part of you that's raggedy and that's not right and that needs fixing, but I'm so grateful to serve a God who makes every day new and who gives you grace and mercy and just keeps showing up and just keeps showing up and just keeps showing up. So that relationship part is not hard. And there's a reason I look at my daughter and I say, God, help me to not be in a conflicted relationship like parts of what I have with my mother, with my daughter. Thank you for letting me see that I need to do work on me. And it starts with seeking you first, God. So thank you for that word, Dion. Thank you, Dee Dee, for just your, you had me cracking up. <laughs> I mean, just so good and so real and so loving. And thank you, Miss Jerry for speaking up and encouraging people to open their mouths because if you're new to the call, you've heard it and you'll hear it again. The, the, the enemy wants you to be quiet. They don't want you to talk. They don't want you to. The enemy does not want you to uh, break loose of the fear that is gripping you. But keep showing up here at this call and uh, keep doing the work. And it ain't easy. Keep putting it in. So thank you all. Thank you, Moni. Thank you for all the people who study and take the time, and thank you, Dee, for calling out, because I can hear the irritation in your voice when people <laughs> don't have their phone on mute. <laughs> it makes me chuckle sometimes, and I'm so glad to hear you address it, the way you address it. Um, it's a matter of respect and being more mindful of our phones and keeping our phones on mute, because people put work and time 
into what they contribute to this call. So I just thank you all. I thank you for being here and being a lifeline for me um, when I have needed it. And just, I'm grateful. So I'm going back on you. Hey, good morning, family. This is Lisa. Um, I had to get off the call, and I just got back on. Um, First, Didi, excellent share. Thank you so much for your transparency and the way that you just delivered it. It was, um, it was beautiful. It was clear and just right to the point. You just linked everything up. So great, great job, sis. Um, I, I'm not sure what Cynthia said, but Cynthia, I want to invite you to the Thursday night calls um, for the women that walk it out. And it's a smaller, intimate group of women where we get to walk this thing out called Life Together, um, bumps, bruises, and all. The part I want to bring up, the little bit that I just did hear about what you said, um, was that why didn't God bring things to us or bring things to you and bring somebody in your life sooner? And oftentimes we miss it when it's right in front of us, right? We miss it because of the stuff we're going through. We can't see it. And what I want to show you today and everybody to see that nothing comes to you until you're ready for it to receive it. And because you're in a position now of showing up and being ready and opening up your mouth, you are in a place of deliverance. And so now you have the opportunity, like Dion was saying, whether you show up and do the work or not. And so God is bringing to you now what you need for you to continue to go where he's taking you. And that's the beautiful thing about God. He doesn't give us what we're not ready to handle to the extent because he knows it would ruin us. And so now you're in a position. I tell you that I was in church for a long, long, long time, and deliverance didn't come until I started recognizing my stuff. And what I was becoming was religious. And I know that was filthy, foul, and nasty in God's sight. He wasn't pleased with it. And so what he did, because he knew my heart was right towards knowing him, he brought me into a place of deliverance, into a place of transparency, into a place of wanting to seek to know him for myself and not religion. And guess what? He brought me to declare victory almost seven years now. I got on when they started like three months into it. And so I know this is not the only thing. This is not the only place. God will bring people into your life when you're ready to receive them and when you're open to receive. And he has done that in my life. And I know people on this call can testify to that, whether we've recognized it or not. You were ready and prepared and made right for such a time as this. So welcome, sis. And we'll do the work with you. You ain't even by yourself. I just wanted to share that. Thank you. Wow, y'all. This is me. Um, Kira woke up, and she's not... Uh, she just said, good morning, everybody. She's eight months old and demands my full attention. But um, does anybody else have anything before uh, we're close to the eight eight o'clock? Oh, it's almost eight now. Does anybody else have anything they want to say or share before we end the call? Here, sweetie, here. Amen. Again, this is Dee Dee, and it's been a blessing. Um, that Moni, I tell you what, Moni. Mm-hmm. It's some other people. I'm going to send Moni some names of some folks who, uh, and oh, did I say her? Yeah. <laughs> but before we close, I just want to share Isaiah 55 again um, about his thoughts. Just study the word and know that God is amazing. 
And uh, Cynthia, again, sending you love, sis, and know that. Look forward to hearing you on Thursday night calls, Lisa said. And any other woman that wants to join in, we also have a Monday. We have Marriage Matters. We have TNT on Tuesday. We have um, Wives Who Work Call Wednesday, Thursday, um, the you know, Walk It Out, and then Friday Night Live. So there's something for everybody. And um, Joyce Meyer said, when we fill our thoughts with the right things, the wrong ones have no room to enter. With that being said, have a triumphant Tuesday. I love you all. And I'm out. Have a great day, everybody. Love you, too. Have a blessed day. I love you. Triumphant today. And triumphant Tuesday, y'all. Triumphant Tuesday. Love you all. Good morning, family. Is anybody still there? I'm here. It's nursing. Hey, hey, hey. Wait, hey, nursing. Oh, you're the one. Who, you're not here. We're trying to do a get-together, declare victory, meet and greet. So we're planning the um, – it's going to be on November 1st. We're planning to get together for um, all of us in the area. Oh, in the Bay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We need to see each other. We need to hug on each yes, other. Social please. Safe. We just need to see each other's face. We're going to collect um, – Blankets and socks and hats for the cold weather and uh, Pastor Dion, Sister Dion, Pastor Extraordinary. We're trying to get it together. Okay, love you guys. Look, look forward love to the you. post coming up soon. Yeah. So what day? I'm looking forward to that too. It's Sunday the first, Sunday November first. We we trying awesome. to get it together. Some things have changed, but we 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 not letting that stop us. So because it's time. Yes, it is. and you know what Declare Victory do? We get together and we serve the homeless and the unhoused and those kind of things. So we want to collect the cold weather um, necessities for them as well, and pray together, and um, you know, stand in agreement for Josiah's miracle. Yes, Lord. I've been doing okay. that for my city, the city of Lola. I've been doing a winter clothing blanket drive for for my city. So I totally get that, and my heart is with the homeless. So I'm all in. Good, Barbara from Lodi. We want to see you. Yes. Yeah, my three times over. God has been so good. Yourself geared up, and uh, we're gonna see you over here. Get your blankets and all that stuff together. Uh, You know they don't sell all around the places. The grocery outlet have you know ten dollars nine. You know they're not very expensive. And hats and gloves and all that wonderful stuff, so we can be a blessing to them that are in need. Love you guys. Love you guys. Why just um yesterday I had a dream and I woke up that and in the dream you guys we was making the flags for the parade. So let's get it and let's go. I'm so excited. Yeah, oh, baby. Come on, the girl. Yeah, <laughs> it is making the parade, the flags for the parade for Josiah. Mm. I was like, yes, oh, God. yeah, okay. Yes, God. You need to call me. Mm-hmm. See, I we, know. We, I know. Yeah, <laughs> we on the accord. All right, Hallelujah. 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 We're going to miss you nourishing, but we're going to okay. go live for you. We're okay. You. Okay. All right, sweetie. Love you. You got to right, be there you. and be in prayer with us. Okay. All so right. proud of you and your, uh, you and Sister Bubblicious with your, uh, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Look, you can send us a cash app donation. We're going to get all that stuff together. I know that's right. Bless his name. All right. Love you. Uh Love you. Okay. Bye.
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Walking 
singing the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Declare 